the Just Saying podcast is proud to have our Riveter as our sponsor. Our Riveter doesn't hire military spouses to make handbags. They make handbags to hire military spouses. To shop these bags on a mission, please visit ourriveter.com. Use code BRIEF at checkout for 15% off all signature collection items. Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. And today, I'm going to give you a better way to start meetings. If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. I've been doing this for a few years. If you've listened to the podcast, I'm really excited that you're back. You're committed to becoming a clear and concise communicator, intentional communicator. And communication is tough especially in the environment we live in because it's very noisy. As you may know, I've written a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus, and also a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. And, and when you think about the impact of meetings, um, it's, a, it's a disgrace in many cases that if they don't deliver on what people hope they will. And people are think, have thrown up their hands and said, this is just... Now you got people meeting on Zoom all the time, online, and in person, and there's just... There's got to be a better way. So we've done podcasts on this, and I, I've, I've shared with you some perspectives. Specifically in podcast number 153, we talked about a culture of meetings and, and how we can design an agenda for better impact. Um, in podcast number 165, I talked about creating momentum, momentum after a meeting, so what, what happens next. And, and certainly... The, the role of quiet in podcast number one, 105 is something I'd like you to listen to because today we're going to talk about silent meeting starts. And this is not, this is not intuitive. This is completely counterintuitive for many people. And it's just not what we do. What we do is we just dive in. We just start talking. We just start meeting. Typically, people are running late. There's no agenda. Um, everybody convenes and... The, there's not really, in many cases, it's not clear what the leader is, who the leader is, and what the objective is, but we, everybody starts talking, and it's kind of chaos theory. And I want to propose to you that we use quiet as a way of starting a meeting. And this was really inspired um, by a colleague of mine who is a retired colonel, and he shared with me a story that I think is really um, worth sharing with you. And it's how he started a meeting in a very different way. So he was on a deployment. And he was leading, uh, I don't know if it was a Sunday or Saturday evening or Sunday evening, evening meeting over overseas. So big time difference back here and uh, to, the, to, the, to the States. And so he starts this meeting and he's the leader. And there was a general who was the uh, three or four star general who was in charge. I mean, uh, the, the most senior person in the meeting. And he starts the meeting out and he says, you know, I know sir, that you've been running late and from meeting to meeting all day long. And what I'd like you to do is if you can, um, and you wouldn't mind, I'm going to give you a few minutes back for you to read the agenda and the materials that we sent to you, because maybe you haven't had time to prepare and, and get your head into that or however you said it. Well, his, his boss was in the room on this video conference and he was like, what are you doing? And kind of looking at him like, you don't, we don't do that. We just start. And then the, the general says to him, I really appreciate you doing that because I have been in meetings and I'm not ready right now and I'm not in the right mindset, so I appreciate that time. So he did it. He had a silent meeting start. He just he started with, with quiet. He gave 
the most important person in the meeting, and really everybody else, time to think about the things they're going to be talking about for the next, whatever it was, 45 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour. And it's just counterintuitive. We don't do that. But the question, and his and his boss had this reaction like, yeah, we don't do that. But people appreciated it. That general really appreciated having the time and the quiet to think and read and prepare and get his mind right to, to lower the volume, to lower the noise, so he can really focus in and get re- his mind ready for that discussion, that really important discussion that was coming his way. Now, imagine if he didn't do that. Well, the conditions are, are not right for, for that discussion. Um, everybody just starts talking, and, and if you, it's like starting on the direction of a trip, and then you just take the wrong turn, and you know, hours later, you're like, well, why are we lost? So there are clearly risks. I think when we when we look at when we look at how we start a meeting, the risks are uh, people aren't ready, they're not clear on the intent. Um, they you, they start to see that we set the wrong tone, um, or like I just said, they they start heading in the wrong direction in the conversation. So using quiet or silence um, could be a nice warm up for for that meeting. Now. Some things I want you to think about in this is just how typical meetings start. Oftentimes, people are running late. They're running from meeting to meeting. And when that happens, just imagine what it's like for you when you're, when you're coming into a room or you're going online and you're just coming from another meeting or another thought. We don't shut our brain down and just forget everything that just happened five minutes ago or an hour ago or what's been leading up to this the whole day. I mean, we're... We have this momentum coming into this next meeting, and it's very, very hard to clear our head and, and stop thinking about the things that we've been thinking about just five minutes before. And let's say that we're running late. Now we're feeling bad because we're at late, and now we don't want to look bad, so we start saying things, and we talk to this person and, and that person. We're chitting and chatting, and now we're starting the meeting late, and we're starting it on the wrong foot, and... We need to have like natural breaks between these moments. When you look at people the way they schedule, people's schedules, there's no white space between the meetings. And I highly recommend as you control your schedule to schedule in breaks between between things, certainly between meetings, giving people transitions from from one meeting to the next. You know, if you can control your schedule that way or help somebody else control their schedules that way, giving people this 10 or 15 minute transitions where you just schedule in time for them to get ready for the next thing. But people don't do that. So the schedules, if you look at people's schedule and outlook or whatever calendar you might use, they're just blocks of time and everything butts up to the next thing. And it's just, it, there's no there's no breathing room. There's no thinking room. There's no ability to transition. Imagine this in sports. There are no quarters. There's no timeouts. It's just constant. Like everything goes, 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 goes. You can't stop. You can't call a timeout. And that's difficult. It takes a toll on people. In this recent podcast I did about this essay that I wrote called A Quiet Workplace, if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend you listen to it. It was an essay that was inspired. I was inspired to write it this summer. And we just, we, we talk to talk and we run to run and we, there's just this careless movement and meetings become this, this not choreographed movement of people going from thing to thing to thing, but there's no break or transition between them. So it it's just, it's constant. It's, it's nonstop. And I think that we need to, we need to give people that. Well, what if people's 
calendars don't allow that. So I'm meeting from 10 to 11 and then I got 11 o'clock and then I got 12 o'clock and then I've got 12 to 1230 and then Busy people, they stack up because you're trying to squeeze everything in the calendar. And we've talked about that. Like how don't just default to an hour or default to a half hour. You know, think about the things in a meeting agenda that you want to cover. Allocate time per topic and who's leading that and then add it up. So you might be thinking it's an hour, but it really is 40 minutes. Or you might be thinking it's 30 minutes, but it really is 40 minutes. So just give yourself a sense of what needs to be covered over what amount of time? And I highly recommend don't just round up to a, to an hour. And people do it all the time. For as obvious as it might seem, don't do that. Like give people the the right amount of time to discuss something, but give them time back. And and but let's live in the world that we really live in. I've got meetings from nine to ten, and then ten to eleven, and then eleven to twelve, and then I have lunch. And I mean, it's just they're just blocks of time, right? So this is just like if you're looking at a football game or basketball, whatever. So they just, it just, there's, you know, just they stack up and, but where are the quarters, where are the breaks between them? And I'm going to look, I'm going to talk about silent meeting starts as a way of creating that transition, that break between meetings where that one doesn't even exist. So if you go back to the story of my coworker, what he did is he just gave that commanding general and everybody else on the video conference, five minutes of quiet to think about the agenda, to think about the pre-read and and here's some just considerations that I want you to, to keep in mind as you design an agenda and you build the silent meeting start into the agenda. The first thing is get used to using silence. And we've discovered in our classes at the Brief Lab Online that silence is, is not, it's not your enemy. It's actually your, 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 your friend. Um, whether it's online or in person, get used to silence. Make it part of the experience. I'm going to give you some quiet time to get ready. Now, what this means is we have to overcome awkward. It just initially feels awkward. So just overcome that. It's Once you've done it a few times, it doesn't feel as awkward. So when my colleague did that, he started doing that more and more. And the people in the call started feeling it as a normal thing, not as a weird thing. So the first thing is get used to using silence. Okay, so overcome awkward. The second thing is set a specific amount of time that you want to have for silence. So don't make it indefinite. Like, let's take some time for silence. No, like, let's take two minutes of quiet to think about the agenda, or let's take a minute or three or five. Like, you figure out the amount of time you need and how they're going to use it. Realizing that there's a set amount of time, and you're, and you're the timekeeper, so you're going to keep track of that time. So let's start the quiet right now. Okay, quiet starts now. It's going to be a minute, or it's going to be two. And, and realizing that it'll feel awkward, but over time, that time will come. It'll transpire. It'll be 60 seconds and you're done. Okay, everybody's done this. what you need to do. Let's start. Okay, so set a specific amount of time. And then I think finally is just give people some choices of what to do during the silent start. In the case of this video conference with my colleague, what he did was he asked the most senior person of the meeting to use that time to read the materials that he had sent in advance. Now, I'm assuming the other people on the call had already read it. So you can give people other things like, so for those of you on the call that have already prepared those materials, use this time to, for yourself, to reflect, to consider the objectives of the meeting. So give them other things, permission, if you will, to do other things. And I think they'll appreciate that to, to, to rest even like, okay, so just, if you don't, if you, if you're already just use this two minutes for yourself and just rest or do nothing or, or think about something else, but give them a choice of what to do during that quiet. So they don't, it doesn't, they don't, they're not unclear about how they might use that quiet time. Um, 
everybody shows up to meetings in a different way. Some people are prepared. Some people are unprepared. Some people are rushed. Some people are ready. But having a silent meeting start is a way for everybody to get into the mindset of making that meeting count. The way I look at this is really it's a better, it's a different way to set a new tone. Meetings are a source of noise, and I think that we need to start them in a different way. So let's start them with silence. Let's get used to quiet, and let's use it to our advantage. It's going to feel a little weird. It's okay. It's only a minute or two or three or whatever it might be. And people are going to use it in a productive way. They'll they'll read the materials. They'll reread the agenda. Um, they'll get their mind right. And then you start. You start with the summary of the meeting and what you're setting out to accomplish. And it really does set a new tone. So maybe the next time you meet and you're tempted to dive right in, just start talking. Shh. Don't do that. Just saying.